This podcast is not about grief. This podcast is about life, love, and finding yourself again after losing a child. I've been exactly where you are, and now I want to show you the road back to a life of your own. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Lena. How are you? How was your last week? Um, you know how we sometimes um, have these moments when we experience joy or something makes me smile. And if something like that happened to you, please just treasure that. Because these little moments of lightness are really important in, in recovering and building your new life. And don't ever, ever feel guilty about smiling or laughing. However soon after the loss it happens, you are alive and um, you have a life ahead of you that is full of joy and enjoyment, even if it doesn't feel like that at all right now. So what I want to talk to you about today is how and when the grieving will stop. Um, so many of you have asked me this question, so I thought I might as well address it here in my podcast. And um, And the simple answer is, it never stops completely. From what I know, from my personal experience and from what I've studied and from what, from what other people in loss have told me, is that you are the member of this club for the rest of your life. However, it's not all just gloomy. Most of us reach a moment in our lives when Grief is not the dominant part of your life anymore. And I want to talk about exactly this today. How do we get to the stage when grief is not dominant in our lives anymore? In the early days, and I bet you all know this feeling, you know how you know that your child is dead and is never going to come back. But on the other hand, you still can't fully grasp it. And it feels that they are just somewhere here nearby and will come home or call you so and just turn up and you hear their voice and so on and so forth. And it turns out that this is completely normal from the brain neuro neurobiology point of view. Because how our brains operate is we not only live in reality, but we also create mental maps in our head to be efficient, to save us from, you know, learning everything like from scratch every time. So we have these mental maps in our head. And, and in the same way as you can move through your apartment in the dark, just by drawing the path from bedroom to kitchen, from your mental map that is stored in your head, without having to turn on any light. In the same way, our brain also creates mental maps of our loved ones and the people who we are close to. They have a place in our mental maps. So when your child dies, it's not enough for you to understand that they are gone intellectually. Your brain needs to update your internal map for it to match the new real world, and it takes time. 
And the grieving for the most part happens when there is this discrepancy between uh, the reality and, and the mental ma- map in your head where, where your child should be in these certain places and uh, it needs to be physically close to you and so on. The scientists have discovered that if someone close to us dies, then based on what they know about object trace cells, your neurons still fire every time you expect your loved one uh, to be in the room, to be somewhere, to be close to you, to make contact. And all this continues until we learn that our loved one is never going to come back, is never going to be in our physical world again. So we must update our mental maps for them to match our new reality. And it's not a quick process. So no wonder it takes weeks, months, or even years to learn our new way around again. And understanding all that um, important question, of course, is what helps? What helps to rewrite brain's mental map? And uh, first of all, it's time. Because through passing of time, the brain gradually learns that your child is not coming back. It sees the evidence that your child is not showing up for breakfast, for example. If it happens once, the brain probably will not update the mental map because of just this one time. But if it happens a week in a row, months, it will make a note and start adjusting. But at the same time, it's also not just time. So the other component of the puzzle is experiences. You can't force your brain to learn that your child is gone overnight. But in order for your brain to rewrite your mental map, you need to allow your brain to have experiences. Experiences felt day after day will help to update your brain. I see them as building blocks your brain will use to create a new mental map in your head based on your current reality. So exposing yourself to the world around you, paying attention, taking in what's around you, relationships, the existing ones and creating new ones, all that will help your brain to update your mental map. Mary Frances O'Connor said in her book, The Grieving Brain, that grieving or learning to live a meaningful life without our loved one is ultimately a type of learning. Because learning is something we do our whole life. Seeing grieving as a type of learning may make it feel more familiar and understandable and give you a patience to allow this this remarkable process to unfold. And from my own experience, um, there's just something I I, I want to share. It might sound weird. Sorry. It might sound weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. Maybe it's just me, but maybe some of you feel the same and it might be helpful. Being nine years into the journey now, my grief waves are much more flat and not that frequent. I still get them, especially around certain dates or triggers. But the weird thing is that I almost miss the early grief. 
the rawness of all the emotions, the closeness I felt with my son, how he was still part of my mental map, how I expected him to come to me in the mornings to call me, etc., etc. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should stay in grief and not move forward with your lives. I'm proud of the life I've created after the loss, and I cherish my family and friends and so many things in my life. But what I'm saying is that as with so many things, we so often to try to reach a certain destination that we don't pay enough attention to the journey to the now. And this totally also applies to grief. It's not enjoyable by any means, but um, the experience you are having today, it's not going to stay the same forever. And it will never, never come back. So it's worth paying attention to and experiencing. That's all what I have for you this week. I'll talk to you soon again. Sending you lots of love. Bye. If you are loving this podcast, then please hit subscribe, download it, and please share it with other childless survivor moms. I'm committed to help as many moms as possible to recover and build a life after childless. You can find me here on Instagram, TikTok, at life after a child loss, or you can visit my website coachlyena.com. That's coach l i e n e dot com. And if you'd love to chat, you can sign up for a free coaching call on my website. See you next week.